When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. That's uh, My Darling New Orleans by Little Queenie and the Portulators. A musical welcome back to our visitors. Hi, Chris. Um, so, uh, yeah, Grizzlies play the Pelicans tonight. Do you, uh, how much of the Super Bowl did you consume? Um, I mean, I watched all of it. I wasn't like you know right. staring into the television every waking second, but I yeah. had it all on. Yeah. Uh, what did you eat along with the Super Bowl? Uh, I made wings. So I cooked some wings. So it's just me and my son hanging out, get some stuff yeah. done around the house. So I cooked chicken wings. Did you? So we actually uh, went and got chicken wings, and we had a small experiment. We deep fried some, not deep fried, fried in a frying pan, you know, with oil. We air fried some, and we baked some. And uh, there was a clear, it was clear which were the best, and which were second best, and which were third best. How did you cook your wings? So, I, um, I do not own an air fryer. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't. Skillet frying for a chicken wing doesn't seem like the way to go. It seems like for that in particular, you'd want to deep fry it if you're going to fry it, mm-hmm. just because of the coverage. Just sort of weird with the way wings are shaped. Yeah, right. Um, so what I, I I either when I cook wings, I do one or two things. Either I smoke them or I do them in the oven. I, I did them in the oven this time. And there's a method I use that involves some cornstarch and some spray. Yeah, I can get them crisp up pretty good. It's not the optimal way, right. but that is the way I tend to do it. Yeah, we used, what is it, baking powder, soda, whatever, something like that. The New York Times recipe says use baking, whatever. Anyway, it was very clear, for us anyway, skillet frying them still worked beautifully. They were easily the best. Okay. Air frying second, and uh, and then the other ones... Uh, the the ones that we put, but we may not have your method. But anyway, those were third. It, they were they were actually pretty damn good. I was I was uh, I was impressed. Um, and I'm whatever. So there you go. Okay, uh, halftime show. Your thoughts? Um, big finish. I thought it, I thought it was good. Oh, start to finish, it was good. But like the roller skating, and then Little John, and then the um, <laughs> yeah, and shout out to Atlanta. It really, you know, it it, uh, it got better as it went along. Good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Um, okay. Um, Grizzlies. They have now lost eight in a row. Um, and that was a, that was, that was a, uh, like someone had to, someone had to win, I guess, when they played Charlotte. Your thoughts on the current state of the actual team? Yeah, I mean, that was kind of a toss-up kind of game. I mean, which, which you know, at this stage, toss-up games are like, you know, better scenarios than, than others right. in terms of trying to win. But you're still on the road. And the funny thing about Charlotte is, like, you know, they were a seller at the deadline, but they made their team better anyway <laughs> just because they had so many, like, 
not unlike the Grizzlies, they've just been playing so many guys who like shouldn't be in NBA rotations, and like all the guys, all the guys they had to take back just as contract match were better than the guys they had left over, and so like five of the nine players they played were guys who had just showed up right. from other teams. But estab- um, they were established NBA players who just showed yeah, up from like other Davis, teams. Yeah, you know Davis Bertans and Grant Williams and like you know real real dudes, and so. You know, the Grizzlies only had so many real dudes, and, and whatever. They, they lost the game. Um, they'll win one at some point. All right. Uh, since we last spoke to you, uh, you uh, went to and wrote about the Zach Kleiman press conference, and um, there were some things I wanted to ask you about that. One was, what was interesting to me was, in, in talking about the Stephen Adams decision, literally that the next sentence was, we have a unique opportunity in the draft. Like those things seemed, at least in at least verbally, were linked to Zach Kleiman in in the way that he talked about it. Is and I don't know whether that means like they think that they might actually get the neck uh, a big in the draft who will play the role or some of the role, or it means that they w- will use him as an that draft pick as an asset. Um, I, I don't know. What did you, did you make anything of that? I thought it was interesting that that was part of the answer to the Stephen Adams question. Well, there are a few other unspoken dots that, that you have to put in between the two things to really yeah. connect it all, and that's related to the luxury tax. And if you, if, you, if you step back from the whole thing, the main thing he said was our decision tree starts with this draft pick, and we can talk about that in some other context, too, in terms of things he said. But... The, the, the draft pick is a major asset. However you use it, it gives you potential to do different things with it. But if you're in the second apron of the, of, of the luxury tax already, that limits your maneuverability. It could be that you just don't want to do anything but like draft a guy, right? right. But even if you want to do other things, it, the, the main driver of the Stephen Adams thing, it was twofold. One of which he hinted at there, one of which he, he sort of said went the other way, but I don't believe them. And the thing that he's hitting at there is the idea of optionality, and it's the idea that we needed we needed to 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 to, to, sh- to cut some salary to get us out of the far reaches of the tax in order to have flexibility this summer to to, to be able to go in different directions. Um, and so they needed to cut money; they happened to cut it with Stephen Adams. The other, why you cut it with Stephen Adams is not is, to me is not related to we want to get a center out of the draft. It's related to the stuff that he that he he sort of said the opposite of, which was we think he's going to be great with Houston next year. I don't know that they think that. So that's the, the thing that you don't necessarily believe was the. It, there, there is some skepticism. I, I, I think they have concerns. Not. I, I don't think that, that they believe he will not be good. I think right. they believe there is uncertainty and risk, and they didn't want to have that much money tied up at one position with that much uncertainty with him and Brandon Clark. They, they didn't want to repeat what happened this season in the sense of, like, especially now that we're deep into the tax, we had $26 million tied up into two injured players at one spot, and it has to work out, and that's the only that's the only path for us. I just think they didn't, they didn't want to take the risk on that. So on the tax, uh, asked about the tax, my sense was he said, listen, this isn't the it's not a question of we have to be anywhere in particular, but if you're essentially, if you're in the second apron, it limits the flexibility of what you can do in all kinds of ways other than just having to pay a lot of money. Is that what, 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 what did he say about yeah, the tax? I mean, it, it, it's, it's a, I think two things are true, and he said one of them, right? 
and he said the one that is more favorable to hear if you're right. a fan. But it's still true right. that 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 the deep recesses of the tax give puts all kind of now under the new situation, the new collective bargaining agreement, puts extra restrictions on you that can really tie you up. It's not just about the all the money you have to pay in, you don't get out. It's about the other stuff too, and that's all true. It's also about the money you pay in, and you don't get out. <laughs> right, so right. I, I think I think even if those restrict those new restrictions weren't there, they weren't going to be the deep luxury tax team. I just think that that's just not feasible. I think they need to be into the tax to, to they're, they're serious next season. But I, I don't think it's, I just don't think it's ever reasonable to expect the team in Memphis to be 20, 30, whatever million into the tax, which only like two or three teams are going to be each year anyway, you know? Yeah. I don't know the math on this, but if you're into the tax at all, it means you don't get money out right isn't that right like going into the yeah, tax there was there was some speculation that that would that's something that would be eased up that there would be some more flexible or some more gradual kind of situation i wasn't sure how that would even work but it doesn't matter because that, that did not happen if, you, if you're into the tax you're not getting the pay out um and oh okay um other matters other things he discussed well th- Take us back to the decision tree. What what is that? Expand on that. What what is it? The decision tree. I, 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 I think a subtext for that could be like, why didn't you trade for a center? You need a center. Why didn't you trade for a center? Right? I mean, could they have traded for a center at the deadline? Probably. Like Daniel Gaffer got moved. Kelly right. Linnick got moved. Could you have like really like thrown out you know better for draft picks and, and went and got one of those guys? Maybe. I think they weren't hungry for an imperfect solution, knowing that they could revisit the summer and not knowing what their best asset was going to be this summer. And so, then this question you were asking me, like on Friday, like, do they know who their center is going to be that season? No, because they don't know where their draft is going to be. And so, the best asset that they have to maneuver this summer, whatever they do with it, is going to be that pick. And there's a difference between whether that picks one or ten in terms of the asset value. So they, they may have in mind different a range of potential scenarios, but the decision tree in terms of what they do and don't do this summer is going to start on the night of the draft lottery when they find out where that pick lands. Uh, and what do you think their motivations are about wins, losses, and the lottery now? Well, that, that, that's, a, that's a real disconnect. If you listen to him, he says the decision tree starts with the draft pick and we'll find out where the draft pick lands. And then he says, a record will have no impact on whether, like, that's the Bay or Marcus Smart plays. And, like, you say what you got to say, but, like, I, you know, I, I, I didn't even put that in my story because the, the, the transcript was 4,000 words, and you, you got to pick, like, what are the 1,000 most meaningful, you know? Right. And, like, to me, that was not one of the 1,000 most meaningful. That was just, like, the things you have to say when you're at the table. Like, come on. Yeah, so, and it is interesting. I mean, th- there are, for the reasons we've discussed, it's not an optimal "Quote unquote tank year because um, there's not a great player and because that right. you're chasing and because there's already a fair amount of distance where you're not going to catch the four bottom teams right right so there's so you're you're going to be in a range of somewhere from five to seven or yeah. eight it appears and I'm, I'm and I'm not saying those guys are not going to play but I'm saying the timetable and the approach will not be the same as if the Grizzlies were in a playoff race right. is what I'm going to say and and I I have been clear on this. Like, some people out there may say that being fifth from the bottom doesn't mean anything and is no different than being eighth from the bottom. 
To me, it does. It does both because of the, the even though their odds are flattened, you have better odds, but it also just establishes how low you will draft. Like in the end, if you're fifth, you can only, you know, drop so far. And so it matters to me if this is this prime asset. Um, he did, like there did used to be a timetable for the return of Marcus Smart and Desmond Bain, or at least when they were going to be reevaluated. Now it said no timetable. Is that what, what, what was there no time to, what, what, what did we get about a timetable? I, I, don't, I, I don't know, man. He's just saying stuff to get through the day. <laughs> I mean, they, seriously. Yeah, like, like, I believe I don't know, that. The yes. timetable. I don't, I don't know. Like, They'll 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 take it slow and they'll see right. and when when they're ready to play like maybe they'll play three weeks after that you know right. it'll be something like that I think I'd have to go back and look and see what the what what the um, press release initially said on those injuries. Right. I, I, I don't. I just don't think anyone should be sweating it. You know. Right. Uh, Brandon Clark. He mentioned the idea of a brief cameo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. I, I think. I think that's the thing. I mean, Brandon Clark has said he, he told. I guess Marcus Spears, uh, Mark Spears. Excuse me. I think that's right, Mark. Yeah. yeah. He told Mark Spears. Um, you know, he's going to be back at the around the All Star break. That, that's not the case. Um, but I think I think he will be cleared to play before the season's over, and I think the Grizzlies will decide. Is it beneficial to him to get a few games in and, like, you know, is that is that is that is that a is that a deter is that a is there is there more upside or downside in that? You know, does that help you have a springboard into your summer into your summer regimen or whatever? And I and I think if if they determine that is to his benefit going into the summer, then they'll probably give him a couple weeks. But I but he's not going to play around the All Star break. What did he say about um, Zaire and Laravia? Um, I think that, that that's one where, like, what's notable is what's not said, I guess. There was no – like, when I asked about Luke Kennard later, he's like, you know, we love Luke, and Luke's part of the plan. He didn't outright commit to, like, we're keeping him on the team option, but, like, you know, clearly we, we love the fit, blah, blah, blah. He didn't say any of that about, you know, Zaire Williams, Jake LaRavia. He just said, basically, there's work to be done. This is an opportunity for these guys. Um but there was a noted contrast to the way he talked about, you know, Vince Williams and Gigi Jackson unprompted to the way he talked about um, Jake LaRavia and Zaire Williams only when prompted, right? Um, all right. And I know there's obviously, as you have expressed before, limits to the value of these things. But anything else strike you that he said or did not? I think we hit, like, pretty much every everything. I mean, you, other than, you know, you talk about, you know, Gigi Jackson and, Right. What a sponge he's been. He's got work work to do, but he's but he really wants to be great, and we're happy about that. He sort of went out of his way, I think, appropriately to talk about Jaron, and like Jaron is just the guy out there killing himself every night, you know, with every with all with everyone else, you know, is is injured, and he's just out there plugging away, and way he sort of you know tipped his hat to 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 the, to the effort Jaron's been putting out, I think, appropriately. Um, I think that was that. I think we've touched on literally every topic he brought yeah. up. Um, it's funny. I, I saw over the weekend, this is how it often works on social media, I saw some backlash to criticism of Jaron, although I never saw the criticism of Jaron. Once a time. I'm the same. <laughs> say, say, I, this happens to me all the time on social media. Right. But I saw the same thing. And I saw Anthony Sane or somebody like complaining about people complaining about Jaron. And I just don't. I don't follow that many just sort of, right. you know, general Chris fans. I do follow some, but I don't. it's not like I'm like hyper 
uh, connected to every piece of like discourse happening right. on social yeah. media. I'm trying not just to as be, well you know? we missed it. I, it's just, I was the same way for a while on Taylor Swift. I saw the backlash to the criticism of Taylor Swift. Now I've actually seen the kooky criticism of Taylor Swift. But um, all right, anyway, we'll skip that. Uh, by the way, Jonas Valanciunas is in town tonight. Um, he will be a free agent at the end of this year. It's, it would seem unlikely that he would be the solution for the Grizzlies. Is there any chance yeah. of that? I think it's. I, I think. I think. I think it's easier to make a case for it than to think there's a chance of it. Um, Jonas is good, and he was good with the Grizzlies. Yeah. I think Stephen Adams healthy was better, but Jonas was good. Um, and so I, I would have no luck quarrel with that. I, I, the fact that the Grizzlies sort of determined, like, you know, we don't really want to extend you, and yeah, you know, we kind of like the Stephen Adams fit, would make it awkward to bring him back. So I suspect that won't happen. Plus, like, I think Jonas, you know, it still probably is good. However, it happens, whether it's New Orleans or somewhere else, it's probably still making like north of the MLE, and I don't know. So I don't know what the mechanism would be necessarily for the Grizzlies to get him either. So I think that's unlikely. But if you wanted to, like, someone wanted to, like. Here's the case why the Grizzlies should bring Yotas back. I think you could you could make that case. Chris, appreciate it. All right. That is Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphis. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.